0: He can make all the throws. He does everything well, from the pocket, moving around, on the run. He can even tuck the ball and scramble for a first down when he needs to. Yes, this guy does everything well. Those are the types of compliments that you often hear at the beginning of a football season when analysts or coaches or even fans are talking about their team's great quarterback. Those are the kind of words that come from observing a body of work. The kind of compliments and praise that come from witnessing amazing plays. You don't say that a guy can do everything well if you haven't seen him do it. It's kind of the same way with Jesus. People were pretty amazed by what he did In fact, they were much more amazed than anyone has ever been by a man who throws an oddly shaped ball. Just what was it that Jesus did that was so amazing? Listen to the words of the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, which means, be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. These are the words of the Lord. Now, Jesus doesn't talk very much in this parable. We're not given, or in this this reading, we're not given very many of his words. But the words that the people say about him really tell us a lot, don't they? He has done everything well. Really, it almost sounds like an understatement, doesn't it? Of course he's done everything well. He just healed a guy who was deaf and who couldn't speak. And he did it all without any therapy. It was instant. It was done. He's done everything well. Really, the the original Greek language, when it's saying that he has done everything well, is trying to say that he's given, he's met a standard. He's met the standard that everyone would expect from a person. He's done as much as anyone could expect any person to do. And who could argue with the statement that Jesus has met every earthly standard that there could be? I mean, all he did was heal people of conditions that were often terminal and that medicine couldn't heal. He fed the people who were hungry, and all the while, he never incited any hate or stirred up any violence against anyone. Yes, Jesus has done all things well. By any earthly standard, he exceeded even what people could expect of a person. He had a much greater success rate than any doctor could boast of. His charity was much more efficient than any soup kitchen could imagine. Think of him feeding the 5,000. Jesus was the sort of man that people wanted to be around. In fact, in Mark's gospel, we even hear that people were bringing the sick right up to him and begging him to heal them. He's the sort of man that you would want to move in in your neighborhood just down the street. He's the sort of man that you'd want your children to hang around and look up to. And we can look in our own lives and say that Jesus has done everything well. Look around you as you sit here in the pews at this beautiful church building. Not only does it protect us from the elements like the rain we have outside today, but it also has modern conveniences like projector screens and air conditioning and sound systems. It even looks pretty nice. And go beyond that, we have pews filled with families of children, parents, and grandparents. Go home and the blessings continue to be apparent. Houses, Cars, trucks, appliances, electronics, our favorite device to play with or to spend our time with. Yes, here at Holy Word and and in our lives, we can see many ways that Jesus has done everything well. Jesus has surely done well in blessing us, hasn't he? And if you're skeptical about that, skeptical that Jesus is really the one who is behind all these good things, the one who is giving us all good things, listen to what the scriptures have to say about that. The Son, that is Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Those words are from the first chapter of the book of Hebrews. Do you hear what it says? Jesus is the exact being of God. He sustains all things with his word. He reigns in majesty at the right hand of God. Want more convincing? Keep reading that chapter and see that Jesus was present and active in creation. See that Jesus is in fact greater than angels. He is greater than Moses. Yes, God, indeed, Jesus, is the one who gives us all good things. And we are filled with amazement at these blessings and good things that Jesus gives us just like those people were amazed by the great miracles they saw. But wait for a moment and think about the small church in Africa that has no beautiful building to meet in, maybe only a tent. And what about the mission startup church that only opens its doors for a year or two before the whole operation has to shut down. What about our declining attendance numbers and the decrease in offering, offerings that often goes with it? What about the small maintenance issues that pop up and annoy? Is God, is Jesus not actually doing all things well? What about the families that are broken? Those who have lost loved ones to death, those who are experiencing illness or some sort of family strife or, or troubles at work, is God not doing everything well in their lives? What about when I go home and not every convenience that I want is there because I can't afford it? I can't afford to have every luxury and still live that generous life of stewardship. Why can other Christians live a certain way and have certain blessings, but I can't have those? What about the days when the routine of life beats me down and I just don't see the purpose I'm tired and I don't see any good things in my life. Is Jesus not actually doing all things well? When we put our own expectations on Jesus, when we hold him to merely an earthly standard, it will seem as though Jesus might not be doing all things well. But the problem is not what Jesus is doing. The problem is the standard that we are holding Jesus to. As long as we are holding Jesus to an earthly standard, he's going to do well only as long as we think he is doing well. But in reality, Jesus is not looking at any earthly standard. Jesus Is looking at a heavenly standard. Now what is the difference between this earthly standard and the heavenly standard? What is it about the heavenly standard? Well, the heavenly standard is so much greater and so much more glorious than the earthly standard. What was the earthly standard that the Jewish people had? Well, they saw what Jesus was doing. They saw the miracles, the displays of power, the way that people were drawn to him. And they wanted to make him the Messiah. Not the Messiah who would deliver them from their sins, but the Messiah who would set up a kingdom in Israel and free them from the Romans and make Israel into a great nation like they had experienced under the kings in the Old Testament times. So when things like Jesus going to the cross happened, the people were disappointed because the cross was not a part of their earthly standard. It was not a part of their expectation. How could Jesus be the Messiah if he was going to be dead? It's the same way when we try to impose our visions on Jesus. We're going to be disappointed when he doesn't do the things that we want because he's focused on making it to the cross. He's focused not on creating a small slice of heaven here on this earth for his Christians, but he's focused on earning salvation in heaven for all people by dying on the cross and rising again from the dead. Christ's journey to the cross gets in the way of our earthly standard because It doesn't bring us heaven on earth. It brings us heaven in heaven. Even Jesus' disciples had a hard time hearing Jesus talk about going to the cross. Peter even told Jesus, Never, Lord. This shall never happen to you. And I'm sure you know the words that Jesus spoke in response to him. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but the concerns of men. Human concerns, human standards. That's what we try to impose on Jesus, but those standards are too small. The heavenly standard is the gold standard, it's real. It can't be shaken, but our earthly standards—they're based on nothing—and they can be shaken. They can be changed. They can be shifted, shifted, and most of all, they can crumble and fail. And the truth about Jesus wanting to measure his actions by that heavenly standard is so apparent when we read the Gospel of Mark. When we hear the words that Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone. But the more he did so, they kept talking about it. What What now? He told them not to tell anyone about the great things that he was doing? Didn't he want everyone to know what a great man he was? Didn't he want everyone to hear about the miracles he was doing so even more people would come to him and be healed? Well, the reason he told them not to tell anyone is because he knew that they were holding him to this earthly standard. He knew that their focus was misguided. Jesus wasn't interested in gaining a following. He wasn't interested in becoming the next celebrity doctor. He wasn't interested in eradicating deafness and the inability to speak from the land of Israel. He was focused on making it to the cross at the appointed time so that he could die for your sins and my sins and the sins of the world and give us something better than the healing of our physical ailments but to give us healing from our sin-sick souls. Jesus wasn't interested in establishing a rule in Israel, or a great empire like Rome, or even some sort of truly global government. He was focused on the one goal of that heavenly standard, and that was earning salvation. Now, why then did Jesus do miracles? If he wasn't interested in just displaying power or, or gathering a following, why did he do miracles? Well, he did miracles in order to live up to that heavenly standard. He did miracles to show and to establish the fact that he was the Messiah, the promised Savior, the one who would deliver from sins. How did he do that? Well, first of all, by doing miracles, Jesus displayed the power of God. He showed that he was true God and not just a man. Because no man can heal conditions like deafness just by words and a touch. And Jesus showed the compassion of a Savior who came to a world full of sinners who were hostile enemies to him. And yet he desired to save them. He showed a perfect perfect compassion that lived up to the obedience required by the laws of God. And all of this was also in fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah. We heard it in the Old Testament lesson, the words of Isaiah, Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. Those were the words of the prophet Isaiah who prophesied about the coming Messiah. And Jesus himself once spoke the words of the prophet Isaiah in a synagogue in Nazareth. And when he had finished reading those words, he concluded by saying, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus was making sure that he fulfilled all the requirements of the Messiah. And he was making sure that everyone around him could see that he was fulfilling the requirements of being the Messiah. And all of this, the display of power, the compassion, the fulfillment, culminates in the approval of the Father. And that's important because that means that Jesus is the sufficient sacrifice for our sins. God approved of His sacrifice, and that means that our sins are really taken away. Because Jesus is that unblemished Lamb whose sins can pay, who, whose whose blood can pay for sins, once for all time. Jesus, as a sacrifice, does not need to be sacrificed again and again like the animals that the Jews in the Old Testament brought. No, Jesus is the perfect Son of God and Son of Man. The Messiah is the sacrifice that washes away sins for all time. That's the heavenly standard. That's Jesus doing all things well. And whether it seems to us, to our eyes, our ears, our senses, whether Jesus is doing things well in our life or not, we can be assured that he does that one thing most importantly well. We can be assured by the comforting words of Romans eight twenty-eight. those familiar Scripture words, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. That good that Jesus, that good that God's talking about there, is what Jesus has done for us, what He has done well for us, in granting us salvation. A man who is lost in the wilderness at night could easily be distracted. By the multitude of stars and constellations in the sky. He could spend hours looking up at the beauty of a star filled sky, pointing out formations like the Big Dipper or Orion's Belt or whatever constellations he could think of. But none of those constellations are going to help him not be lost. He needs to find the North Star and when he finds that North Star and can get his bearings, only then will he no longer be lost. That's like that with Jesus. Yes, Jesus gives us many amazing blessings in our lives and it's right for us to be amazed by them. It's right for us to take pleasure and joy in them and give thanks for them. But none of those blessings get us to where we need to be. None of those blessings address the greatest problem in our lives. Only the north star of the cross, so to speak, only the cross can get us to where we need to go. On the cross, Jesus paved the way for us to new life and a glorious resurrection with our Savior. So yes, Jesus has done all things well. He's given us something better than just a cure from our everyday ailments. He's given us a cure from the ailment of sin. Jesus has truly done all things well. Amen.